On today's Exploring History podcast, we'll discuss helping high school students understand how government works and how they can be a part of making it work better. Welcome to Exploring History with Ray Notgrass, a production of Notgrass History. Hello, everyone. I'm Titus Anderson, the producer of these Exploring History podcasts. Notgrass History publishes a high school curriculum called Exploring Government. I'm talking with author Ray Notgrass about his longstanding interest in government and politics and his passion for helping high school students understand them. Ray, thank you for sharing your perspective with us today. Oh, I'm happy to do so. And thank you, Titus, for the great job you do in producing these podcasts. Happy to do it. Glad to be on board. Uh, We all seem to reach an age, uh, a moment in time, where we first become aware of the reality of, of government, elections, and politics in general. What is your first memory of the political world and when you felt that you were involved in the process of government? The first election I remember really taking notice of was the 1964 race between Lyndon Johnson and Barry Goldwater. That's almost 60 years ago. I began realizing the differences between Republicans and Democrats, between liberals and conservatives. Then in 1966, I took note of the election of Howard Baker to the U.S. Senate from Tennessee, He was the first Republican senator from Tennessee since Reconstruction, and he went on to a long and distinguished career in public service. Then, a year or so after that, I started reading the work of William F. Buckley and the Journal of Opinion he edited, National Review, and my interest in government and politics took off from there. Of course, this was during the Civil Rights Movement and the war in Vietnam, So politics and what the government was doing was all over the news. During the 1968 election, I took part in debates in high school classes about the presidential contest that year. I cast my first vote in 1972. In college, I got a minor in political science as part of my undergraduate degree, and I wrote a weekly column for our campus newspaper. I've campaigned for candidates and I've met several office holders, including governors, congressmen, and senators. So I've been following politics and government pretty closely for decades. That's really interesting. So moving from interest to education, what inspired you to write a high school government curriculum? Well, I first wrote an American history curriculum, and people started asking, when are you going to write one on world history? So we did. Then... We wanted to develop more of what I guess you'd call social studies for high school, and so we did government, economics, and geography. But I want to emphasize that exploring government is more than just checking all the boxes. These are subjects I care a lot about and want to help students understand. One of my longtime personal goals is to help people understand things. It's really important for high school students to grasp what the Constitution actually says and how government really works. Government spends a lot of our money and passes laws that affect all of us. Some students might want to enter public service. 
And we all have the responsibility to vote intelligently and to keep up with what's going on in our country. That's the driving motivation behind this curriculum. Absolutely. And a powerful motivation at that. Uh, All Knotgrass history curriculum is written from a Christian worldview and uses God's Word as a foundation for understanding all aspects of life. How does the Bible and Christianity speak to your view of government in our lives? Well, the Bible has a lot to say about God's purpose for government. It has a lot to say about the different kinds of government that were in place during biblical times and about the character traits to look for in government leaders or potential leaders. Here's just one example. Micah 6.8 calls God's people to do justice and love kindness or love mercy. How do you do both of those as a government official? In other words, how can an elected official see that justice is done but also be merciful? The answer, I think, is in the last part of that verse where Micah says, walk humbly with God. That's just one example of how the Bible needs to inform the work of government. We've seen plenty of unprincipled people in government. We need people there who are submitted to the will of God. And all citizens need to view what government does and what people in government do through the lens of Scripture. When people think of the government, um, their mind is usually drawn to the, the high-profile positions uh, and the decisions being made in those offices, the offices of uh, presidents and governors and uh, along those lines. How can a knowledge of government from the smallest responsibility up help students fully appreciate the systems we have in place? Good question. Uh, one of the things I distinctly remember realizing early on in my political science courses in college is that government is much more than holding elections. Elections are exciting and all that, and it's how we form governments in America, and for that we can be thankful. But government involves paving roads, negotiating treaties, handling tense international situations, providing services to someone who has a problem, and and so much more than putting out signs and knocking on doors. And we bring this out in Exploring Government. Government and politics tend to be, let's call them charged topics. Uh, they, They inspire a lot of negativity in the adult public. How do you speak to students and teens about these topics in a way to inspire positivity and hope while also being honest about the reality of our government system with its warts and and everything else. Well, I've thought a lot about that. We all complain about the government not doing this or that, and we know about being disappointed in elected officials and people who hold government offices. So in exploring government, we have a couple of lessons that address this. One is about what government does right. And there's plenty of that. Parks, for instance. National, state, local parks. First responders. The government providing security on an international as well as a local level, and a whole lot more. Let me give just one recent example. Charlene and I were driving one evening. We came upon a really bad wreck. 
We came back through that same intersection four hours later, and the first responders were still there. That's a tough job, but they were doing it. And we need to appreciate what they give to our communities and our country. In another lesson in the curriculum, we use a real-life example of an appeal from an inmate to a governor asking for clemency. This lesson will help students wrestle with the question of how a Christian can and should serve in government. I think students will be struck by what these lessons say. That's very exciting. Uh, Exploring government as a standalone curriculum for high school students, can you tell us just a little bit more about how the curriculum works? Sure. It's a one-semester course. In addition to the 75 lessons that students read, we include primary sources for them to read, plus two biographies and two autobiographies. The course has writing assignments, creative projects, review questions, quizzes, and exams, And by completing all of the work, the student earns a semester credit in government and a semester credit in English. You can read about how it works on our website, notgrass.com. I feel really good about what we've included in exploring government. We discuss the biblical basis for government, the historical backgrounds to American government. Students study the U.S. Constitution in detail. They learn about state and local government, taxes and budgets, foreign relations, and we have several lessons on current issues facing our government. We have two lessons on election integrity, something I thought we really needed to address. We have a lesson on the Second Amendment, up-to-date material in the lessons on international relations, current lessons about issues such as abortion, health care, and war and peace, And these lessons use current situations as examples. I wanted to be sure that we describe government as it operates today and the real issues that government faces today, and I believe we have. And we tell plenty of stories in exploring government. The compromises involved in drafting the Constitution, for instance. The many fascinating personalities of those who have served in government. The intricate backgrounds to many of the issues we hear about in the news. I don't think it's dry and boring at all. Understanding government is important. It's our country. It's our money. And it's our future. And we need to be interested. As you mentioned, Knotgrass History integrates primary source documents into our curriculum so that while students work through the textbook, they also read relevant documents, speeches, Supreme Court rulings, and and more. What do students gain by reading the documents during this course? The documents enable a student not just to read about a subject, but to read what historical figures were saying at the time they were living and facing these difficult issues. I think it's important that students read the Constitution, that they become familiar with their state constitution. They read the words of John Adams and Patrick Henry and others in their historical context. I like to read Supreme Court opinions because I found that much of what they say is quite understandable and not just a bunch of legalese. I think doing that is better than having someone tell me what the opinion says or what it means. One document I'm especially pleased to offer is an essay by Danny Toma, 
who is a career foreign service officer and someone I know personally. He talks about the trials he has faced and also about his faith. It's a great essay. There are those people who have left their mark on the world through their role in government. For the assigned literature books that accompany Exploring Government, we have biographies of men like Theodore Roosevelt, Calvin Coolidge, Ronald Reagan, and Nixon advisor Chuck Colson. What can students learn from the example of these people who have a hand in governing our country? Well, I love biographies, especially ones that talk about a person's background and experiences, their successes and failures, and what they've learned in life. These books show the students that governing is a tough job, that nobody in government is perfect, that reality is very different from theory, that governing well requires adherence to solid biblical principles, and that it is possible to be a person of faith and serve in government. At the end of the day, what do you hope that students will carry with them by studying this curriculum? Well, I'm grateful for the many testimonials we've received from parents and students letting us know how much exploring government has meant to them, what they've learned, and the great family discussions it has engendered. I hope that students will learn that we have an amazing country, an amazing system of government. I believe they can gain a good understanding of what's involved in government. I hope they will see that the United States has given the most people the greatest freedoms and opportunities of any system of government in the history of the world. I hope they will see that the Constitution is a remarkable document that continues to serve us well after over two centuries. I think they will see that our track record has not been perfect, but that we have made great strides. There's an old saying about our country that goes, love it or leave it. The phrase I prefer is, love it and make it better. I think students will see that the issues we face today are complicated and require people coming together and not taking cheap shots at each other. I hope they will see that we need people of integrity and strong character as leaders and as voters, including them. I hope they will see the vital part they play in government, from the local level to the national and international levels. I hope they will pray for people in positions of authority. If a student can come away from studying exploring government with these realizations, I believe it will be a semester well spent. Thank you, Ray. Your, your passion for the subject of government uh, comes through crystal clear, and I, I think it will to our listeners as well. We've been talking with Ray Notgrass, author of Exploring Government, a one-semester course for high school students. Feel free to call us at 800-211-8793 or visit our website, notgrass.com, for more information. I'm Titus Anderson. Thanks for listening. This has been Exploring History with Ray Notgrass, a production of Notgrass History. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app, and please leave a rating and review so that we can reach more people with our episodes. If you want to learn about new homeschool resources and opportunities from Notgrass History, you can sign up for our email newsletter at exploringhistorypodcast.com. This program was produced by me, Titus Anderson. Thanks for listening.